Welcome to Space Associated Neuroocular Syndrome. It is neuroocular syndrome, one word. This is a real thing. Oh. Space associated neuroocular. So it's, it's. Into the microphone, Cliff. What? Into yes, the microphone. Yes. So you're holding it close to hand again. About this. <laughs> Uh, so I'm trying to understand this here. This is a disease astronauts get in space. That's exactly that, what it is. That it causes something, something neurological in their in their eye. Yeah. yeah. It, it, uh, vision clarity changes due to anti gravity experienced by astronauts like Scott Kelly. Oh shit! Yeah, that's, that's cool. right. So mm-hmm. you can see in uh, different realms. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That one comes courtesy of Tom Lake, 2015 on on yeah. Instagram. So he's a four year old. That's really impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really impressive for a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very very advanced language skills. Plus, uh, it's on theme for the week. Uh, we we saw our first black hole this week. Everybody uh, yeah. collectively, um, it looked like a smudge. Um, it but looked it, like the cover of uh, mm-hmm. Super Unknown. It's 2019, and That's it was true. Just we couldn't get a clearer photo of that thing. Come on, I know. my iPhone takes better photos than exactly. whatever the fuck that was. But I was just amazed that you know what? It looked pretty much what you expect a black hole to look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was black in the middle with a spinning disc of all the hot stuff around it. Looked pretty much just like the textbook, man. Yeah, yeah. it looked a lot like the interstellar black hole. Yes. Apparently, by the way, I learned this because uh, Reddit was kind enough to to teach me about this. Nice. The reason why it looked the way it did is <coughs> versus the interstellar black hole mm-hmm. is because of the uh, the direction with which we were looking at the thing. So mm-hmm. if you're looking at the black hole that we saw, you're looking at it from the top, from the top down. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. The interstellar black hole uh-huh. is from the side view. From the side, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, isn't that isn't that wild? <laughs> that is wild. That's a really That's deep insight. I wish I remembered more about Interstellar. Yeah, I don't know at if I made moment. it to that part. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't Matthew, remember what it looks we like. We should have saw Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was. Uh, it's hard to remember between mm-hmm. all the times that Matthew McConaughey is screaming, Murph! 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 All I remember are all of the memes of him crying more so than the actual scene itself. Though you know who really likes the Interstellar score, Donnie Shankle. Oh, uh, when we were uh, filming a piece on Don- on on Donnie Shankle back in the day, I remember we getting get it, we were getting the footage back, and uh, and Donnie Shankle he for for lift inspiration was blasting the uh, Interstellar score. So what I'm saying right now is that if you want to be a national champion uh, weightlifter, listen to the Interstellar score; it'll get you there. Really, all you Oops, have to do is taken. listen to any Hans Zimmer score. Yes, it's just so good. And by any, you mean most of them sound kind of the same, yeah. so you can just really pick and choose. It it's, they're very shuffleable. Precisely. Precisely. Speaking of shuffleable, mm-hmm. this has nothing to do with that. Uh, there's going to be air rifles at the Rogue Invitational, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's awesome. What, okay, okay. So uh, do you guys <laughs> know what the Olympic biathlon is? Yes. yes. Sure do. It's uh, cross-country skiing. We, the com- given the company we've worked for for the last five years, of course we know. We uh, know about all the silly small sports. I'm surprised there hasn't been an... Uh, Flowathlon. Yeah, I'm. Yet. I'm very. It's it's coming. It's coming. That's mm-hmm. insider <laughs> info. It's uh, so the the biathlon for those <laughs> of you who don't know what it is. <laughs> thank you very much, Chase. That's kind of what it sounds like. It's uh, cross country skiing and, uh, so it probably and sounds target like shooting. <laughs> it actually sounds way more. Probably like sounds more. It's like more like. Crunch, crunch, crunch of snow. You got this. Ding shit. Ding! Fuck! <laughs> Ding! What the fuck is happening to? <laughs> Ding! 
Ah! Then. Ah! Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Run, run, run. Hey, there he's he's going that way. (laughs) Yeah, man. Biathlon's the original shoot and get away with it. But for white people. Nice dude. <laughs> why hasn't why hasn't that been where's the where's the Will Ferrell that movie, the biathlon, where him and Danny McBride are competing question. for the lead and then they end up turning their rifles on each other? I'm gonna have to make that movie from there. It's because such low hanging fruit. I know, it's right there. <laughs> it's because his uh his partner in crime is directing all those movies has is moved on to to dramas. Yeah, I know. Dramas. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, so the Rogue Invitational is going to include a biathlon, a mm-hmm. rogue-ish biathlon, which is going to use the ski erg. The mm-hmm. erg. Oh, that's like skiing. Okay, I get it. Kind of like skiing, and the, uh, the an air rifle, which people on YouTube were just so happy to tell me that it an air rifle uh-huh. is not a firearm. Okay, <laughs> no, guys, it's there's not no fire. a firearm because Listen, there's, there's no, no fire. fire. Listen, Mr. Mr. And California, it's definitely not an arm. Mr. California, all right, Mr. L.A. An air rifle is not a gun. It's a child's toy, all right? <laughs> so, like, you know, it's like you could use an air rifle at the games. Maybe instead of a pig, they could use that little push mower that, like, kids have that has little bubbles that pop up in it. You yeah. know, come on. Stuff exactly like that. exactly what you're talking about. Uh, hungry, hungry hippos. Uh, that whack-a-mole. Remember whack-a-mole? They could introduce that. But, you know, that's what we're talking about here. Children's toys, well, not Could you guns. imagine if we did real-life whack-a-mole? That would be pretty dope. We'd Legend, real moles. <laughs> I'm oh, on television. I was just, in, I was picturing it different. I was picturing it like human chess, where it's just like a bunch of people like popping up momentarily. Ooh, even worse, and and <laughs> we them, just bludgeon someone to death. That's right. And me, just like, just like some sort of like you know perverse Caligula like aristocrat who's just presiding over the whole thing. We can make this happen, guys, and this would be great content for the channel. Anyway, that would be continue. a great third act for the. Uh, the Will Ferrell Olympic Biathlon movie. <laughs> Will Ferrell and John C. Riley in. Yes. Oh man, I'm way off. I don't. I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll try and come up with something. I couldn't. I couldn't improv something. Yeah, you got it. We by have the to end think of, that of, uh, of something that's like a slang term for that they use in biathlons. Like, like what's the target called? Like slip shot. That's probably a thing, right? They're sliding around. They're shooting stuff. Slip shot. Yeah, slip idea. shot. Duh, probably people know this. Too serious sounding. Yeah. So. Uh, there's going to be this this biathlon. The, the details are not really clear other than they're going to be doing uh, penalty laps mm-hmm. the same way that there are penalty laps in the actual biathlon for yeah. when you miss the target. Um, we've seen a biathlon-esque thing show up at the games yeah. before. Mm-hmm. And that was the Ring muscle ups and laps. Yeah. That was the muscle-up biathlon. It was 400-meter run, 18 muscle-ups, 400-meter run, 15 muscle-ups, 400-meter run, 12 Mm muscle-ups. And every time you break the muscle-ups, you have to run a 200-meter penalty lap. (laughs) Such garbage. Yeah. Cody Anderson, by the way, unbroken in that workout, 2014. Damn. Cody Anderson, by the way, can snatch more than 300 pounds today. Oh, shit. Fittest human alive. You tell me. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) See, that was a rhetorical question. Uh, Yeah. So the... The concept of a biathlon, the concept of like running and or whatever, like cardio plus some unbroken stuff or some sort of like task that you need to complete that can get penalized Mm -hmm. has happened in the games before. But this is the very first time, guys, we're seeing some sort of child's toy shooting implement show up in a CrossFit, an official CrossFit event. Mm. How many screws? 
Yeah, not the only child's toy there. We've had lots of silly implements. That's true. CrossFit games that look way goofier and more circusy That's than very an air true. rifle. That's very how, true. How many problems are we going to have with the guns at this competition? You mean like in terms of like mechanical problems? Yeah, with the mechanical mm. problems or like mm. they just suck. On the Americans, not I hope in, Noah right? Olson doesn't go to this. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say there are going to be. Uh, He's a Florida boy. He's been shooting squirrels exploded forever. Exploded in <laughs> my hand. Exactly. <laughs> Noah Olson, Patrick Vellner, stay away. Something bad is going to happen. No, Noah Olson's in a lineup. Is shot and he's in a, he's about he's going to start to squeeze that trigger and all of a sudden he's like fuck and he's going to look down and there's going to be a bike pedal just stuck to his foot. <laughs> He's like, where did this come from? And then he keeps shooting off to the side. Best case scenario is something malfunctions with the gun and he loses an eye. And we see Noah show up <laughs> at the games with one eye and an uh, eye patch. That'd be badass. Knock on wood. Crowd favorite instantly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's Thor Ragnarok. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Dave Castro is also going to do the inaugural lap. He's going to do the first uh, the first lap and shot. Um, it's gonna be just like he did for the uh, the crit race. I can't tell if you're being serious or not. Of course, I'm not being serious. <laughs> you're never gonna see David <laughs> Castro in front like of the camera. Again. I mean, it, it really, if there was one plausible scenario <laughs> where it's like, yeah, David Castro would be all up in there, I would assume it would be the gun thing, yeah. right? He's well, very into guns. He has a real gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so I don't I don't know how to feel about this one. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's I'm, cool. I think it's uh, I think it's a strange, but. It, not because of the reason why I think a lot of other people are thinking strange. I think of the ten general physical skills, accuracy is the le- given the least emphasis in the CrossFit community. I am glad to see it put in its proper place with the other ten. Same. I, I don't listen. Every time that <laughs> argument comes up about the accuracy thing, Bowie. Every time that argument comes up about the accuracy thing, everyone uses the snatch as like the example, right? They're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, the snatch requires accuracy and it's double unders for and, sure, fam." Or the wall ball, right? You have to hit a target or whatever. And what is shooting an air rifle other than just a very fast wall ball, mm-hmm. right? It's basically exactly. the same thing. Uh, Where these things differ from me from from something like like the softball throw and the softball throw uh, back at the games was also controversial and also involved a toy. Um, but that w- a lot of people were saying, hey, it would favor the Americans, you know, and stuff because Americans are more used to throwing baseballs because than softballs. We're better at everything, exactly. But I think that that is absolutely in the original spirit of CrossFit a functional movement in the sense that we're built throwing a ball. Yeah, throwing a ball, throwing a rock, you know, is very much a core part of uh, how humans evolved to hunt. Like we're literally designed to throw shit, and so, and if you just want to look at a basic definition of functional movement, is it you know. You know, uh, they're analogs in nature. Yes. Does it start from slower core moving muscles and radiate outward towards the extremities? Yeah. And so, like, throwing, use your whole body. Whereas shooting, it's, like, is very technologically dependent, is, is not really part of human evolution. And it's, like, I get that it's a, it's an accuracy thing, but it doesn't really fit the spirit of CrossFit you're, in you're my mind. failing to see the natural progression from the rock throw to shooting shit. Now that is just basic species evolution. It's like throwing something really fast with your finger—that's basic <laughs> yeah. Darwinism, right there. I, you know, that's that's kind case. of that's kind of the angle that that I have on this thing. I find it to be strange and and kind of verging on the on the borderline silly. Yeah. yeah. Because one, it's it's really short distance. Mm-hmm. It's only I think ten meters. I think is the target distance, which is not very far. But yeah. it's a short. I mean, it's a small target. They're shooting <coughs> air rifles. You know, it's it's not mm-hmm. exactly it matters. Like, yeah, but either way, the, the it, it's borderline silly because of the exact same problem that I had with the softball toss. Mm. The softball toss is very culturally 
an American thing. You had athletes coming into the CrossFit Games yeah. for that Rogue. event who had literally never held a softball before. And then you had like 14% of the, the American uh, contingents were like either baseball players or softball players in, in like college, right? Yeah. So the, the implement is biased. The throwing is interesting. Throwing I, can contest something, but the implement was absolutely biased. I'm not 100%. It's maybe because it's it, the thing is, is a softball substantially different, functionally different from just creating a rogue sphere that would be about hand size that they would have to throw. And they didn't use a baseball, they used a softball, which makes it a little bit more odd yeah, for they most of the Americans. They could have made it that much easier just by making it a shot put. <laughs> That's true. It would have certainly been very more rogue if it were all made out of metal. But the one thing I would say is that, like, I, I think that there's a just to say that I think there is a, a, a cultural advantage potentially to throwing a softball versus like. Uh, Versus, you know, maybe for, for an advantage for the Americans, but that's but there's a lot of other cultural like gymnastics and weightlifting are bigger in certain countries than in other countries, and people have probably have a much greater chance of being exposed to them. So, you know, it's like I think every movement is probably more or less popular in various countries, but the movement itself, despite whether you think the specifics of having a soft ball is somehow colors the performance but i think the movement itself is extremely functional and sort of extremely in the spirit of whereas i just can't say the same thing about shooting at all it just doesn't really seem to fit crossfit in any yeah way. it's it's like it's like a doomsday prepper yeah. thing to do right it's mm -hmm. like we need to figure out who's going to be as as katie said uh when she first heard me she heard me editing yeah. this the video that i put up and and she was like wait they're gonna have some shooting event at, yeah. at like a crossfit thing and i was like yeah at the rogue invitational and uh, and she was like, so now we're just zombie apocalypse, <laughs> like testing who's most prepped for the zombie That's apocalypse. That's what this is all for. And yeah. it turns out the spread and popularity of CrossFit really was uh, planned ahead of time by Greg Glassman, who ha actually comes from the future in the zombie apocalypse world, sent back here to make us, makes a certain segment of the population fit enough and versatile enough to survive when the apocalypse came. So there'd be a nice core resistance uh, they'd finally be able to uh, stop. Yeah, their and then it got out of control, and he started realizing that the the slice of the population that was going to be surviving the zombie apocalypse was also going to be the douchiest slice <laughs> of the population, <laughs> just going to be Frank Hardy T-shirts and mm -hmm. Reebok gear in the future. And he was like, "We have to kill the CrossFit Games before <laughs> it gets there. We have to kill the CrossFit uh, Games." Uh, no, a lot, you know, of, a lot of flat brim hats in our future. Just yeah. a just a post apocalyptic wasteland full of flat brim hats. Yeah, it's just the surviving one percent of the population <laughs> offering each other the same ten percent off code <laughs> to the same <laughs> weight protein. Companies, hey man, what's going on? Have you seen any zombies today? Anyway, if you if you do get any electricity, make sure <laughs> to log on and use Armin Ten for ten percent off your your order. Sweet, bro. Thanks. Yeah, dog. It's like it's all going to see a problem in this follow future. Follow for a follow. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> it's all going to be people raising goats and, and drinking out of mason jars, but it's only because it's going to be a really hip thing to do and not actually out of necessity. I, to get back to the shooting, uh, which... Now, that is culturally specific to, yeah. um, to Americans. Softball, I, I, I think, is, is universal, but that is something that, like, yeah, well, obviously the Americans are going to do better at that. First of all, the softball is absolutely not universal. <laughs> the, I throw, but throw, no, no, throwing something throwing is. Throwing is. And, but does really, does it being a softball really Absolutely it did. Don't you remember like, what's the alternative? trying just, to, like, shot put it instead of actually having... Well, that's just someone who doesn't know how to yeah, fucking that, throw that, something. That is their fault there. 
Yeah, they yeah, did, like, yeah. So I, they're throwing. I, I, I got to chime in on Kyle here. Throwing an object that fits in your hand accurately at something. That's literally no, as, as built are, into your DNA as running no, and jumping. Cliff, you, by the Cliff way, is yeah. just leaning into his American white privilege but, uh, with listen, knowing how to throw a baseball. So those in the those book, Icelanders who could not throw, their ancestors survived by throwing rocks yes. at Harris. Ar- Braveheart? <laughs> yes. They throw, he throws the rock by getting a running start and yep. holding on his chest and then throwing it like that. You know why? Because exactly that's some fucking actor from Europe who never learned to throw a goddamn baseball, How that dare son of a you. bitch. <laughs> but uh, here's the thing. So to, to, to let's let's dig into this for a minute. So uh, interesting thing about why throwing is specifically very core to human evolution. I don't disagree. So, I just want to make that very clear. I know. Clear. I, I know. But I, this is an opportunity. To t- this is an opportunity to, in an argumentative way, talk about something that I think is kind of cool. So um, we, uh, you know, bipedal humans sort of evolved to be running machines. You know, to be able to move across great distances. We've all heard about that born to run stuff. Yada yada yada. But that long whip-like body, that vertically oriented body, came with an ancillary kind of benefit, which was we actually are very good whips at being able to hurl something. Now, and here's where it's really important, it actually has affected the entire trajectory of human evolution, potentially, is that throwing a rock by yourself is a really shitty way to defend yourself against predators. Like if you versus a lion are throwing a rock really hard at the lion, that lion's going to get you. But it's a really great strategy if you are a group of people. If you're a group of people and you're all picking up rocks and throwing them, then all of a sudden you can kind of become unstoppable. You can fend off lions. So they actually, there's, it is potentially believed that the act of throwing itself is core to why humans began to band together and actually work in social groups. So that is literally how core the act of throwing is to humans. It might actually be the reason that society exists, is to throw shit. What yeah. do we look at on TV for our highest rated entertainment? Humans throwing, throwing Balls yes. accurately are, are we at sure things. That it mm-hmm. have All to of do them with tugging and thrusting. <laughs> oh, and that's that probably the do. highest media with the most eyeballs well, on it. Well, what <laughs> happened? Well, then there was another ancillary benefit because we began to be able to throw stuff, which gave us the opposable tugging thumb and thrusting. And then, once we've developed that opposable thumb, then we started to to, to self service, and that that's caused a schism. Uh, (laughs) Oh, the great softball schism. That's right. That's right. The great tug schism. Uh, Everything went different. You know, I I guess, okay, so, yes, you're absolutely right. Throwing is is essential to Mm -hmm. human evolution and is a great example of core to extremity. It's a great example of long distances, uh, large loads being moved across long distances. But now we're back to the pulling and the tugging. Now we're back to the tugging and the trickling. And it's <laughs> and tugging and tug, tugging and trickling or tugging and busting was very popular. Uh, it was very very popular. But sex, sexual intercourse with members of the opposite sex was still very popular for the next several thousand years. And it didn't until it finally ended in two thousand eight when Pornhub went online. That's right. And we had to say goodbye to sex. Twenty one fifteen nine tug yeah. and trickle. Exactly. Uh, so, R.I.P. Sexual intercourse. Anyway, so I, yes, it, it it is a core to extremity mm-hmm. movement. You know, uh, large loads being moved long long distances very quickly. That's your that's your throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that definition of functional movement absolutely one hundred percent does not apply to shooting something. No, like it doesn't apply. Not even a little bit. It, it, it the the act of of archery of of firearms of 
you know, target practice yeah. in any way is not it, within the the functional definition of a CrossFit movement. So yeah. this this like air, air rifle shooting uh, in a biathlon setting is mimicking and sort of calling back to the Olympic movements. But like you said, there are a lot of fucking Olympic sports that absolutely should not be mm-hmm. mimicked in any way when it comes to CrossFit because yeah. they do not fit. And while it's interesting mm-hmm. and there are some cool things involved with it, yeah. not only does testing target practice shooting with a gun, mm-hmm. okay, it's maybe not a gun, whatever, an air rifle, yeah. a gun-like implement, yeah. is not only is that is that absolutely 100% biased towards cultures and societies that are very gun centric Mm -hmm. like americans and Mm -hmm. specifically to uh subsects of american citizens who are very gun centric and Mm -hmm. well versed with guns Mm -hmm. real americans real americans if you would right uh not only is real americans from the real america but shooting just doesn't doesn't effing fit Mm -hmm. it doesn't fit within within a test of fitness you know particularly one that's sending people to the crossfit games no but it does fit a rogue competition because rogue is American. <laughs> I think you're onto something. Because here's the thing: yeah. that these different sanctionals can and should have their own local flavor to them. We expect. Should they? Yes. <laughs> yes, they should. Yes, How they should. flavorful? Yes. Uh, be- like beaches and stuff are flavorful. Go ahead. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, the, each of these, each of these sanctionals isn't supposed to be doing the same workouts. Each of them should have a distinct identity, but still be overly broad. So, the, what is the most American company in the world, or uh, invitational in the world? It's mm-hmm. the Rogue Invitational. What is um, I don't know. What is Iceland known for? If there's not, if the, at the Iceland at the Iceland thing, if there's not stone lift, pickling shark I think, flesh, I think for they're yolk out. exactly. Or yeah. 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 I, that's the thing is that like I, the, the cult, Italian the, open the, the Italian cultural, sanctional yeah, the what's going to be the there? cultural specificity pasta uh, just <laughs> it's gonna be hard to find time <laughs> to CrossFit <laughs> when busy you're shit, too busy shit. painting frescoes on the ceilings of cathedrals. That's the best I can do, guys. Um, but I don't mind the cultural specificity. I actually like the cultural specificity. But at the same time, another thing that is culturally specific would be say. Painting, uh, you know, things onto to cathedral ceilings, for example. There's all sorts of shit that's culturally specific, but it doesn't all fall within the realm of CrossFit because CrossFit is purely functional movement. It is at its core. If there's one thing at the core of it, it is functional movement. So we can debate a little bit around the edges whether or not is snatching really a functional this or that, or is too much emphasis been placed on whatever. But at the same time, shooting just checks zero boxes. Zero boxes having to do with functional movements. And so. it also opens the door if you're if you're gonna start including something like shooting, it opens the door for, for other tests. Tests mm-hmm. that, that have no fucking place mm-hmm. in a CrossFit competition mm-hmm. or in a gym. Uh, like you know, you can start testing mental acuity because yeah. you can argue that that's fucking functional in mm-hmm. in, in some ways. Probably, I'd, I'd argue that every workout does test mental acuity to yeah, Travis Williams. <laughs> but it's like we're I not going gonna to do a chess biathlon. I mean, is chess any less athletic? I guess it's purely mental. But I'm just saying, like, it, we're 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 getting to that. Like, it is an Olympic sport, but it is not functional uh, f- functional fitness or. You Unless know, it's with giant chess pieces. This is true. Very oh, large, cool, you know, 1,600-pound chess pieces size of Stonehenge. I will argue that it is cool, and I see what they're trying to mm-hmm. do, and it doesn't matter at the end of the day. It doesn't matter. 
are any are any of the <laughs> movements really functional? It Climbing has to a rope. Well, it, I that, don't know. Listen, that's you know, functional. It's running. not necessarily about saying like, oh, is it functional? Like, would you see an analog in nature? It's like the definition of functional movement was laid out in this space by CrossFit, right? Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to be following whatever yep. that concept is. And if you're throwing a curveball in there, throw a curveball, I guess. But uh, you know, it, I think. It has to be acknowledged as a fucking curveball. Mm-hmm. It can't be. It can't be treated like it's one of like the yeah. fucking principal movements of what makes a CrossFitter a CrossFitter. And that's the other thing is right that because Rogue base. is because Rogue is so high profile as well, and and the Rogue Invitational, you know, is probably the high. It seems like it's one of the aside from possibly Dubai, like one of the highest profile sanctionals there is. It feels like it will draw not a center of the United States regional competitors, it'll draw an international field. And so really, I, I feel like it seems weird to not be international or to, to, to do something that, A, doesn't fit what I think is CrossFit and at the same time to so clearly bias like one ha- one part of the audience, one part of the competitors versus another part of the competitors. Like, again, if it were in Italy and it was competitive, like pasta making, you know? Why do that? Which actually would be pretty sweet because, you know, like, have you ever seen them make pasta? Like, fresh pasta? It looks really delicious. Ooh, they, 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 they could use Parmesan wheels as implements. Those things are weigh yeah. about 80 pounds. Hell yeah. 80 pounds. Or no, they're more. No, no, about 80 pounds, I think. Yeah. It's the same reason why you don't see, like, skateboarding show up in Yes. In That's CrossFit. a great example. Because it's a really specific skill. If you have any background yep. in it, you're going to destroy everyone mm-hmm. that doesn't have any background in it. Yep. And it's not. It's just very tangentially related to what it is we're trying to test and, mm-hmm. and develop, right? Mm. It doesn't mean, like, someone tried to say, like, oh, don't you remember uh, learn and play new sports uh, mm-hmm. regularly, being part of the 100 words of fitness? And I was like, that doesn't apply here, dude. Yeah. That does, this is not this. This doesn't apply. And that, by the way, is coming from somebody who absolutely feels like people should be well versed yes. with guns. Yes, you should. You should be able to. We're not anti-gun. And by the way, and doing playing additional sports is great. Apply your fitness, but just because you can apply your fitness to you know anything basically just because you can apply your fitness to moving your girlfriend out of her apartment doesn't mean moving your girlfriend out of her apartment is should be an event at the crossfit games and honestly moving your girlfriend out of her apartment would be more functionally fit and more crossfit than shooting yeah like people are laughing at the at the old man in grandma's house on crossfit.com pressing antifreeze drugs and that is more functional than than target practice. Mm-hmm. Though I am wondering now, I, st- I wonder what the CrossFit Games would look like if you could take from the entire spectrum of human fitness here, including all skills. What if jujitsu showed up? Yeah, like, you happen not to know jujitsu, and that guy <laughs> does. Guess you're losing that event. Sucks for you. Yeah. You're fucked. I, honestly, just, just, yeah, I think that's a great analog because it's just like combat is definitely uh, more is fitnessy, and it's highly culturally specific to certain areas. And if that showed up the CrossFit Games, it would be silly. Because that's not what we're what they're actually testing for. So, well, well, I for one, I think it's a cool display of athleticism. Uh, you know, being able to just pick up an implement that you've probably never messed around with before, after doing some ski type shit, and then being able to hit a target, keeping your breath and your heart rate under control to be able to do that. Then also getting like a penalty and having to go do some more skiing. Um, I, I think it's fine, mm. and it'll be leveled out. There'll be, you know, I mean, shit. Who's who's not to say that uh, all the Australians benefit from the open water swimming events every year at the game? So mm-hmm. it's like, 
whatever. Arguably, swimming is a slightly more functional thing. Than yeah, well, that's uh, the other thing. I don't know. So, if you live in the middle of the land, no deep rivers no, or anything. But guys, know, we have to, there. guys, you have to extrude the idea of cultural specificity from the idea of them actually being functional movements. Because there's a lot of shit that's culturally specific, but it's not a functional movement by the definition that CrossFit has for functional. And I'm movements. a bit biased because uh, I'm from West Virginia, so I'd I'd fuck that event. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, imagine, yeah. imagine how good you would be at shooting if you were from Texas. Hell yeah, brother. Uh-huh. I don't know. I need a gun yeah yeah uh yeah i don't i don't know there's uh fuck this topic i don't give a shit yeah. about it anymore uh i feel like we drove it into the ground did you guys know that Rogue, get your shit together <laughs> Rogue, keep doing what you're doing did Double you guys down. did you guys hear about uh America. uh <laughs> do you guys know who Hunt, hunter mcintyre is who mm. that's right chase knows yeah Wait, that name is familiar. Hunter yeah. McIntyre is the uh, the obstacle course racer. Right, who, right, right, uh, right. Okay, right, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, he's mm-hmm. like a world champion obstacle course racer. He's also the defending the sheriff. On, uh, Your bro, Hunter McIntyre. He's my bro, Hunter McIntyre, the sheriff. Uh, he was the defending champion on uh, Steve Austin's Broken Skull Ranch. Awesome. Hyper fit dude. Yeah. Not, not world-class CrossFitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, not across the board, at least, when you look at like the Open. He's not going to go windy because Open. Because he can't do the functional movements like snatching 300 pounds. Yes. And he just never got double-unders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, uh, he, has, he, has uh, he has plenty of fitness, just mm-hmm. not this, this specific thing, right? And, uh, Real fitness? He's making a run. He's making a run for that at-large invite. Ah. The, the pass, pass up all the sanctioned events, pass up all the Open and, and hashtag get Hunter to the games. Oh, Ooh. nice, nice, nice. I like that. <clears throat> I think it'd be fun. Social media campaign? I definitely want to watch. Yeah, hmm. I, I 100% agree with you. I would love to see him out there because, hmm. first of all, uh, he would not take last place. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Dude, that's the fierce competitor. Yeah, and that first day of the games, there, if he makes it to the CrossFit games, is would go into, into his wheelhouse there. Some of the obstacle mm-hmm. course stuff, some of the long running stuff. Uh, he might survive past the first cuts. He might survive past the first cuts. I, mm-hmm. I mean, arguably, if you look at some of the events that have shown up in the past few years, there's some that he would outright win. Mm-hmm. There's just nobody would be able to compete yeah, against like him. Yeah, like the dummy thing last year. Like the Rescue Randy obstacle course. Any of the obstacle course ones, he would destroy everybody at that. Uh, you think head-to-head Matt Frazier on some sort of long, grueling thing. What do you think? Matt Frazier versus Hunter. Who's 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 coming out it on It depends top? on the event, but the thing about Hunter is that he is probably at top top end on like a mile faster mm. than any CrossFit Games athlete has ever been. Mm. But he also has sort of like the muscle endurance and the coordination mm. for, uh, you know, like moderate weight odd object stuff, moderate weight barbell stuff, mm. and moving his body through space. Mm. And that's exactly where he excels, which is why he was the best obstacle course racer in the world for so long and why he was so good at Broken Skull Ranch. Like if you watch Broken Skull Ranch and you tell me that's not something that would look really fucking cool at the crossfit games mm. i don't know what you're interested in they're like fucking shooting running. they're like <laughs> he's like choking <laughs> and thrusting carrying uh carrying like a log down like a hill and then not enough softball swinging across ropes climbing over things toppling over boxes stone going like cold steve austin say hell steve yeah austin's there so it's like i forgot about that log carry event they had at the games yeah. that one year that was awesome the burden run is one of the coolest events they've ever done at the yeah. crossfit games yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bring it back and and that's the exact type of event that that hunter that would just sounds at. like a historical tragedy the burden, <laughs> burden run, run. <laughs> like over 1200 men set out on the burden run and yet only 150 returned yeah the burden run claimed many lives i wish it actually they died like they that. just all decided to do other shit <laughs> <laughs> i wish it was actually like that um 
yeah, so I think I think Hunter would would make a great candidate for the at large invite because one, he can back up uh, with a lot of fitness in in certain events. Like, yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna he's gonna do really shitty when it comes to like a max snatch event or like a max clean and jerk event. He's gonna do terrible at those. Um, but I don't know if he might. Here's the thing: he might almost be too fit to get that at large invite. Because usually, and the way that Greg Glassman has sort of like positioned that invite is is like if you're a shit talker and we know for a fact you can't back it up, mm-hmm. we'll invite you. Mm-hmm. But he can kind of. But back he it can up. kind of back it up. Like there, there are a couple events that he would legit make a run to win the fucking event, and uh, there are a lot of events that he would place last at, like mm-hmm. a clean and jerk ladder. But. I, I, he might he might just be like a little too fit. He might be able to back it up a little too much. And <laughs> someone was like, uh, I, I think they were being sarcastic. I hope they were being sarcastic. Someone commented on, I think it was on YouTube. They were saying, uh, they're saying sucks for you, Hunter. Like mm. no invite for you. Uh, make it through the open or sanctionals. Like get your snatch and cleaner jerk up. Uh-huh. And that phrase alone to, uh-huh. is is kind of like representative of something that we've talked about so much that mm-hmm. this you know broad inclusive generalized fitness also requires you to be a really fucking specialist in weightlifting mm-hmm. specifically yep, just that one and, thing and that barbell is such it's look it's like a log found in nature it's, Absolutely. it spins it's smooth it's perfectly sized to fit in your hand yeah it's uh it's knurled mm-hmm. so that you can hold on to it pictured time traveling mm-hmm. back to the times <laughs> before we had barbells and there's just people snatching logs Cutting down trees, clean and jerking it mm-hmm. to take it to their village. Yeah, that's how I the pyramids were built. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are people. There are pe- interesting. There are people at home. I think who are who are frustrated at us right now. I can feel it because they're like, "You assholes! You don't think that shooting is a functional <laughs> movement, but you're okay with with the snatch being in there." And I think that it's like, "Is the snatch?" Yeah, I agree. It's it's not the most inclusive general thing in the world, but at least it has it's an analog of functional movement. It's a way to train that explosive radiating outward thing. And that's why I say it at least checks that one box. So it has that one thing. Shooting not so much. So I think that if Hunter could learn to shoot, then I think he could make it to the CrossFit Games. So he probably can shoot. Yeah, my guess is he did. He learn on Broken Skull Ranch. I think yeah. He and Steve Austin went out there with their their fuck air rifles. Yeah. He went Are out you, there like fifty you're, you're, calibers. You're saying this like it was something that probably didn't actually happen. Oh, hundred percent. Have it you ever been happened. on a ranch yeah. in Texas? Yeah. You're gonna go out and shoot some shit at some well, point. Broken Skull Ranch was shot in California. Have you ever been on a ranch <laughs> in California? You're gonna shoot some shit. Yeah, you're going to shoot the wild chia seeds as they're, <laughs> as they're running across the plains. Yeah, Pow. why is that in California? Kapow. Come on, Steve Austin. Get so that thing to Texas. There's sound. Yeah, so hashtag get Hunter to the games. And if you don't follow him on Instagram, you should. Because the second thing he has going for him is that he talks mad shit. And mad I love entertaining. It. He's very, very entertaining. The tough thing is that usually he's talking shit to CrossFitters about CrossFit. And he had then, a thing with Josh Bridges for him a while, and that was pretty hilarious. Did he really? Mm. Yeah, that's you great. I didn't. I didn't remember that. Sounds good. Shit. I didn't see that. So there you go. Yeah. Just hunt the sheriff. Out. Try it out. Get what that man What was the? What was the beef? What was the beef? Uh, I think he was just talking shit about mm. how he could beat him at CrossFit, <laughs> and it was completely unwarranted. Absolutely unwarranted. <laughs> yeah, that is. I would not suggest that, guys. I don't. Mm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest talking shit about that. Uh, I wonder if Josh Bridges ever heard about it. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Probably not. It's not really beef if only one person has heard about it. Then it's just some guy. Then it's just Twitter. Some other guy. 
Then, then technically, I guess I have beef with like uh, you know Kim Kardashian or anyone else. Like she's not aware of it, but we got beef. Oh, she knows. Yeah, she texted me. She was like, "Hey, Armenian cousin, <laughs> that guy who looks uh, like he could be one of us." It's true. So does the uh, does the Armin uh, so does the uh, the Armenian family, Armenian family, and the Kardashian family? Do they have any? Has there been any cultural crossover in Los Angeles? Are they there any touch Kanye. points? It's a it's a it's a direct overlap Venn diagram. Nice. Yeah. Nice, Kanye nice. is my father. Cool. <laughs> and lover. <laughs> <laughs> I am. And Bruce Jenner is my wife. Oddly <laughs> enough, I'm also getting taken by Kanye. <laughs> As is tradition. <laughs> It's <laughs> just a tradition at the Kardashian Amirian household <laughs> that you allow Kanye to take you. <laughs> tug and thrust. Uh, Balls. Hashtag tug and thrust. So uh, the third thing that I, I put in a video that Please none of you guys me. watched. Please I'm tell impressed. me if this is what I think it is because I did watch the video mm. and I need to learn more about Chase knows this what's fucking going on madness. Here. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, the ex-wife of Greg Glassman... Mm is currently scheduled and in the process of marrying, remarrying. Mm -hmm. Uh, Greg Glassman? No. (laughs) Think again. uh, What's your your best guess? guess? (laughs) What's your guess here? I'm curious. Oh, man, I have so many (laughs) guesses. I saw the title for the video. Okay, you saw the title. So I don't, Um, but I don't know the person. But I don't think Kyle saw the title. Kyle just saw that. I didn't didn't see the title. That I posted something. Uh, let's see. Greg Glassman's wife is marrying. Uh, so Greg Glassman's ex-wife is marrying. Um, to whom he was <sighs> married when they started CrossFit Inc. The yes. same. The same ex-wife. Oh, I, I, I was there during the hostile takeover period. That's right. So That's I, right. uh, I am. She is marrying Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Kim uh, Jong Un. That's closer. He's. She's marrying. Uh, she's marrying someone who is currently in jail uh, on charges of murder. <laughs> In Florida. Wow. A childhood crush, right? A childhood crush of hers who she had reconnected with uh, over Facebook not too long ago, uh, who is in jail in Florida. In prison or jail? In jail. Jail. In jail in Florida. Florida man. uh, For allegedly stabbing someone to death uh, in what has been, I guess, colloquially known as the treehouse murder. In Florida. <laughs> Did I mention it's in Florida? It's the <laughs> most Florida Florida man thing. <laughs> kills another man so while wait. in a treehouse. Uh, did you did we specify whether this is jail or prison? We're he's in jail. About? Oh, he's in jail. He's in jail. So and I know he's in jail because they, they denied his bail, mm. which she offered to put up a million dollars for his bail. Cool. And they denied it. Mm. Um, and That was very nice of her. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's important because she is. Uh, she's also medically advocating for him mm-hmm. because he has some hernias, oh. which I think could have been resolved if he had worked on his form. Same joke as I made in the other video, by the way. Guys. <laughs> that joke is evergreen. I think I have a hernia. Can I murder someone now? That, jo- that joke. That, that joke is evergreen. So yeah, uh, allegedly murdered somebody. I thought yeah. it was really ballsy that you just called out this guy for his form whenever he might actually get out, and this is on the internet, and mm-hmm. he stabbed someone to death. In a tree house. We don't know that. Yeah. It is allegedly easy to find out where you live. He allegedly, he allegedly, allegedly stabs someone to death. It's only about a twenty-one Listen. hour drive from Florida to here. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for you, and I wish you guys the best. <laughs> uh, I have nothing, nothing but kind words. Get your hernia fixed. As it turns out, I, by the time this goes up, that guy has been uh, out of jail. 
uh, for uh, more than a couple days, and yeah. was already in a diaper on his way driving from with Florida like a hose, <laughs> with a rubber diaper. hose and gloves yeah. and duct tape. Exactly, he's yeah, in a diaper because he's so pissed he can't even stop to <laughs> use the bathroom. It's like that astronaut chick. Exactly, yeah, the astronaut chick exactly did the exact it. reverse. Yeah. She went from I Houston. Was just of that. She went from Houston to Florida. Yeah, he'll go from Florida to just past Houston to Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in a diaper with all the rubber yeah. tubing, everything necessary. Listen, to I don't. Mm-hmm. I have. I could not care less. Other mm-hmm. than the hilarity of the entire situation, yes. the, the like the strange, uh, the strange nonfiction of this mm-hmm. entire thing. What was the name of the firm that was trying to take over CrossFit? Was it, it was something creepy. Anthos. Anthos. That sounds so God, much like so Theranos. Made up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sounds so yeah. goddamn made Anthos up. Anthos tried to take over CrossFit Anthos. Yeah, and failed. Weird. Failed miserably. Yeah. With the help of uh, Florida, Miss with Miss Florida t- 2019. What? I'm Greg Glassman's next one. Okay, I decided Lauren to Janai. call her. Yes. Thank you. There you go. Miss Florida's winning. I didn't know her name. Yeah. Well, yeah, strange, yeah. strange stuff, man. Yeah, it's strange times. How do people in Florida, better yet, who doesn't live in Florida then decides to move to Florida? What about the headlines and the articles that come out of that place? Mm. A lot, a lot of old people. It, yeah. do, it just doesn't stop. doesn't stop. Pe- old people move there in mass, like almost as much as young people move to Austin. Mm-hmm. There's a strangeness in Florida. Do you think old people are just like, I've waited my whole life to live. I'm moving to Florida. <laughs> well, there's, there's, it's, it's not They're just. Like, I'm cold all the time. I need to move somewhere as warm and muggy as possible. It's like Florida is, is, is in its own little Bermuda Triangle of weird. Yeah. And, you know, Miami in and of itself is one of the most coked up places. It's one of the weirdest <laughs> cities I've ever been to. In many, many ways. Uh, People always say this, but can never convey it in words. So I would like you to try. Miami is like what happens if you just allowed anything. It's like it's like if if like the future, the both the best possible versions of the future and the worst dystopian versions of the future from someone envisioned coked up out of their mind in the 80s came true mm-hmm. that, that's what that Miami's was the key like. right there <laughs> that's what miami's like it's, i was gonna say it's like you know the guy that has like the coked up business idea it's as if all those guys moved to miami and executed <laughs> on their plans everyone the in good miami, ones flourished the bad ones flourished oh, everyone in miami is like hustling their ass off to try and like move up the ladder and they're like cutting each other down to make it happen and everyone's in recovery from something from something yeah uh it, you know there's there's like there's like a strange like showmanship in Miami. Miami's the type of place where like, yo, you work and then you get your paycheck and then you spend your entire paycheck renting a Lambo for two hours so you can like run it down Miami Beach <laughs> and you're like and get like a couple of people looking at you and then you're like, fuck. I, my it. shift at Starbucks starts again tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Miami is like, is uh, in my estimation. Yes, and yes, that, yes. you know, I, I've never lived there, but I've been there a bunch of times, and I have some friends who live there, and they're all exactly like that. But if you get outside <laughs> of Miami, if you get outside of Miami into rural Florida, then it starts to get bad. <laughs> It's weird. I feel like it, I feel like that's where Florida man lives. Yes. Oh you know? well, that's where that is where it's Florida like, man lives. Florida man lives in in like this weird. I don't know if you know how geography works. <laughs> <laughs> that's most literally where Florida, Florida man. and Florida man are one of you the know same. How, a definitional <laughs> attribute of any Florida man, even of the platonic ideal of Florida man, would be him being located <laughs> within 
Florida. <laughs> Geographic boundaries. You know how you know how Florida. light is both a particle and a wave at yes. the same time. I feel like Florida man lives in Florida and Carcosa at the same time. <laughs> Just you have uh, this like hazy meeting of realms that mm-hmm. that causes some strange outcomes. God so that's bless. Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Not Florida a, not is a flat right circle. Place. Now I get it. Now I get it. Now you get it. Now you get it. It's like Carcosa. If instead of all the the it's just more coked up Carcosa. It's Coke, Cocosa. Cocosa. Carcosa. Carcosa. That sounds go. like an awesome product. You, you know ought to trademark a, that. You know who has a great uh, great description of what Miami is actually like uh, and someone who's lived there basically their entire lives? Uh, the director of Cocaine Cowboys. I forget what his name is. Mm. But he was on Rogan uh, mm. like last month and he explained why he does so many projects about Miami and mm. about that culture and, and why... Uh, Miami is the way it is. Um, it's really fascinating. That that's something worth looking into if you're interested into who's, why who's Miami. This? The director of Cocaine Cowboys. I don't okay, remember yeah, what yeah. his name is. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, so you know, the, the, I, I, I don't fucking know. Yeah. I don't fucking know, guys. It yeah. is. It is what it is. This show felt Fitness super guys. structured. Yeah, and then, then we, we just talked Florida. about Florida for about the last forty-five minutes. Yeah, but it feels even like. that was a topic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so here's the deal, guys. No, I got nothing. I was hoping like right <laughs> after that something was going to come. Do you guys hey. want to check in with uh, senior correspondent Jeff Little yeah. on yes. Instagram yes. Yes, of to course. see what the highlights from the past episode has been? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. last episode we were all very Miamied out. Yes, we had all each done a couple bumps of Miami immediately before hopping on the podcast, all except for Chase Five Hundred Four, of course. Thank you, um, Thank you. and. Uh, and uh, yeah. and that was reflected in the content, which was erratic. Um, so, so Jeff Little, for, for those who don't don't remember, let's get a recap or don't know, maybe missed some of the old episodes. Jeff is in charge of researching every episode that we put out mm-hmm. for the content within that episode that is most likely to keep us from making the CrossFit Games website. Instagram page and Facebook page uh-huh. ever again, and he Correct. is handsomely paid for it. Full yes. benefits, four hundred one k. I would. I'd be it's lying. Amazing. I'd be lying if I said he made more than our athletes. I mean, he's he, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, but he's getting rewarded. He's probably gotten four or five followers from all the shout outs he's gotten on uh, here. Us. Shout out us. Jeff there Little. Shout out to Jeff Little. So uh, last week's episode, the first thing he comes at us with is, "We don't blow loads. We trickle loads." <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes, good. Mm-hmm. He said there's a sham wow sponsorship opportunity <laughs> right there. <laughs> uh, Thanos, Thanos ejaculating the Rainbow Bridge. Good. Yes, Big highlight for him. Thank still you for probably I think some it was a highlight spot. for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> he said still probably was, some particular was, yeah. sponsorship ideas out there for that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Skittles. And lastly, he said Jesus... Cliffs and Chase's toes being interlaced has given me the worst <laughs> visual of any discussion <laughs> even on here. Yes. How did that come up? Was that a that was discussed was, last time? It was actually mine and Kyle's it's toes. True. Mm. If you watched the video portion, you would see that Chase and I are sitting next to each other. That's okay. Mm. So I like how in his mind, though, that is the worst thing <laughs> that we've ever described. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a massing writhe of toes. There's like eleven toes. Mm-hmm. Just not sure where the extra toe is coming from. You know what we saw the other day? We Did we talk saw. about Shazam on here yet? Did no. we talk Shit, about that out. last week? It's out, and it's fucking great. We yeah, should we go did, see Shazam. I didn't see it. 
Yeah, you go, go. There's so much good stuff out. Go see Shazam. It is fun as hell. Of all, Chase, the, of all the things that are out, that's the best. Chase and I guy. were talking about watching Hellboy potentially this weekend, but I might be yeah. more Ooh, interested in watching that Shazam. That was a very visceral reaction. You, right you, are more, you are more interested in watching Shazam. That is a factual statement. You don't okay. know it yet, but you are. Damn yeah, because I rewatched the Guillermo del Toro's uh, nice. first Hellboy mm-hmm. uh, a couple days ago. Great. Yes. It is so, great. I really enjoy that film. Word on the street for this new Hellboy is it sucks ass. Oh. Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, a lot of people. A lot of people. Not a lot of what bad What was wrong with back. Ron Perlman? He was so... No, there's nothing wrong. It's just that I basically... I just believe he is Hellboy yeah. in real life. Oh, it, yeah. they, he was in a situation of it being recast. Like the entire Guillermo del Toro like thing. Universe. That deal, like whatever, ended. And now this is a full reboot and with different, different personnel And the shape of water was about Abe, right? was about uh, Abe Sapien. Well, basically, it's Abe. Okay. It was the same guy, pretty much. Well, actually, similar. Similar. Uh, the Shape of Water came from the fact that Guillermo del Toro was pitching his version of the creature from the Black Lagoon movie he wanted to make. He wanted to make it with Universal. Universal was like, sorry, we don't want you to make a best picture winning <laughs> creature from the Black Lagoon. We'd rather make The Mummy exactly. featuring Tom exactly. Cruise. Exactly, and this is the same, this is all part of the same world, the dark, the Universal Dark Universe. So he's like, yeah, all right, fuck you. And he took his script somewhere else and he made his creature from the Black Lagoon movie, just didn't call it creature from the Black Lagoon and made it, you know, another studio ended up winning best picture. That's so some, That's some... Yeah, that thing won right best there. picture? Mm-hmm. The one best picture yes. at the Oscars. I don't remember that. Yeah, I the barely remember The of all the pictures. Yes. There was voted by their peers. And then this was yes. the best one. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good job, I Guillermo. I like it, to be honest. So, Shape of Water. That was good. Yeah, it wasn't for me. So Sham Wow. Yeah. Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? I'm thinking that of sponsor Shazam. That's thinking of jizz. <laughs> so, jizz. Cool. <laughs> Throbbing yeah. cock. I mean, Shazam. So Shazam is worth watching is what you're saying. Yes, it is great. It's worth watching and re-watching. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's, Major praise. And, and just, it's a good, it's A, it's a good, and then I'm really having trouble because, of course, the character is named Captain Marvel in real, and I'm having trouble remembering. So if I call him Captain Marvel several times in this description, that's just what it is. But Shazam, ugh, Shazam, really good for a couple of reasons. A, it's a good superhero movie. It has this amazing, you know, big premise. Obviously, the kid becomes a superhero, which they embrace in the film. But another thing that they managed to embrace, which surprised me, it was really cool. What? Was what Chase doesn't Chase <laughs> doesn't know. I know. I just realized that in in this is DC versus uh, yeah DC versus Mortal we Kombat. Have two Captain it Marvel was Captain movies. Marvel. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. but. They've brainwashed me, and I just thought his name yeah. was Shazam. Yeah, and the comic book was called was Shazam, Shazam for several wow. years as well. But uh, but it's we- it's weird. It's a weird world we're living in. We went to go s- when we were at the Alamo the other day. I was in line behind a couple, and they were debating whether or not to see Captain Marvel or the other Captain Marvel movie that's out called Shazam. And I was just like, this is a bizarre time. Like if you had told me. 10 years ago. Did you know that pretty soon there's going to be a movie with the fucking Avengers and the Hulk and Captain America fighting Thanos? I mean, that's insane. But what's even crazier is that we live in a world where in the one, a given week there are two different Captain Marvel movies out for the two different Captain Marvels competing against each other at the box office. That's that's a longer... like Like, the odds on that, I don't see that ever happening. And yet, here we are. But... Anyway, back to Shazam and why you should see it. The cool thing about it is it really does feel uh, in a way that Big had this and some a lot of um, kind of kids' movies from the 80s had this. It feels like a mixture of the adult world and the kids' world. It, they have big actory kids giving big, broad, act, 
kid performances. There's some good kid performances and some really broad ones in the movie. And yet, it's still kind of a gritty, lived-in world where people get mugged and people get hurt and the bad guys are legitimately scary. And that's one of those things, and a lot of people are making this comparison, but films like Goonies and other things had kids who also cursed and also fought real bad guys with actual life and death stakes. And it's just not something you ever see anymore. And in Shazam is... When it wants to be scary, it's scary. When it wants to be, you know, uh, you know, goofy, it's goofy. And it's just like you know, you don't see those things. You don't see kids' movies that have teeth anymore. And it feels like a kids' movie with teeth. And I really like that. So go see Shazam. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. This episode brought to you by Shazam. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Shazam. Wow. <laughs> Shazam. Wow. I do For want all s- your post Shazam <laughs> cleanup needs. Please, mm-hmm. we do need a superhero named Sham Wow now. Yeah. A. Uh, Shamwell mopping up <laughs> everything you don't want to mop he up. He does ha- kind of have like a rag for a cape. He doesn't have a traditional mm-hmm. cape. He has like a multi-tiered, just like white cloth that hangs from his shoulders. It looks not unlike a Shamwell. Just saying, be, guys. It might be on the some potentially made from yeah. the same material. Mm-hmm. Uh, this makes me think, and I had a thought, and I, I'm going to present it to you guys here while we're recording. Uh, we're going to be watching Avengers all together. Is that correct? Uh, I think so. Probably, yes. We have Friday night tickets. We have Friday night tickets. What if we watched Avengers all together and then immediately came back here and recorded (laughs) just an Avengers episode? But I'm going to be... Yeah, why not? Yeah. (laughs) Nothing matters. Let's do it. Because I feel like that would really... Yeah. Give us the freshest, most exhausted versions of ourselves. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're going to be pretty punchy after that movie. Yeah, we'd say all sorts of things during the uh, during that podcast. That after a couple days' reflection, it's like, oh, shit, I have a completely different opinion about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Weigh in scales, nation. How which would you prefer? from a regular episode? Yeah. <laughs> Just the immediate regret of post, <laughs> post-recording. post What we, we should, could do. We should vlog it. We should vlog our way in. We should, we should vlog while in the theater, while literally watching the film. We'll vlog the entire movie. And then we'll vlog our reactions afterwards. And then Armin will stay up all night editing it. I'll be sleeping, of course. And then we'll put it up the next day. Yeah, that's great. great. Team How hard could guys. that be? What we should do is we should watch it multiple times over the weekend and record an episode after every one where <laughs> our <laughs> opinions change and morph. Uh, yeah, we'll stay the same. No, we didn't like that? All right, fair enough. <laughs> well, I would. <laughs> I think a, that is a like five-hour endeavor. Yes. I think we should try and there's and no intermissions. That. No, there's no intermissions. We should watch Infinity War before. We should get together and watch oh, Infinity yeah. War before mm, we go. That's not a bad. That makes a whole day out of it. Let's yeah. just watch all of them. Let's watch all the Marvel movies. All right, we'll before. start right now. <laughs> <laughs> we still wouldn't make it all the way through. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's uh, that's a pretty that's a pretty good episode, guys. Yeah. That was, guys, a, that was a punchy, a quick episode. Nailed it. Done. done. Let's get our uh, let's get our socials out there. I'm at Mr. Kyle <laughs> Bogart on the most sensual and functional Instagram account on the internet. I'm at Cliff Bogard on an Instagram account that's amazed that half of this podcast was us discussing movie plans for ourselves. But all right, I guess you can cut that out. I'm not giving up something to eat out. like oh. before or something because I feel like I, you know, we could eat at the Alamo, but I'm thinking like maybe you know we have a chance before uh, you know right. We could we could we could we discuss this later. Never multiple mind. times. There's no there's no limit. I'm at Chase504 on Instagram <laughs> and YouTube. Uh, I'm going to be doing the Granite Game Open Qualifier Workouts, so be on the lookout. I'll be doing some commentary over those workouts, see how they go. Fuck yeah. And you can find the show at Sand Podcast. We have an Instagram, apparently. Mm-hmm. And you can find me at Arm and Hammer TV. Uh, I, I do want to, before we wrap this up real quick, I want to shout out. Somebody uh, messaged me. Uh, I think we've used his 
information before Political Paul. I think yeah. he's. Yeah, yeah. So Political Recently. Paul messaged me. And he said, "So I've spent the past few weeks listening to Sand backwards because I got on the wagon a little later with your content, and I have to say it's the best way to consume it." <laughs> so now, Political Paul is yeah. giving us the Benjamin Button approach. Oh, to no. listening to San. He's giving us the Gaspar Nose irreversible way of watching uh, so, San, where it just starts in chaos and slowly moves towards sanity, just sure. like Gaspar Nose film. Of so which is also to every told episode backwards. backwards? He's, listening he's listening to every listening episode to starting the from the back. One. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's listening to the latest one and then working his way back. So if you're yep. listening to this and you're like, man, I haven't heard any of the other ones, just start listening yeah. in reverse because not in reverse. Start listening in reverse chronological order. That mm-hmm. makes more sense. Uh, he says. Uh, he says I get to hear all the running jokes that you guys have evolve, and then I finally reach the point where they started. <laughs> <laughs> I just passed episode eighty-two where Kyle referred to his Instagram as sensual for the first time. <laughs> that's oh, amazing. That's good. That's good. I that, would, that uh, now I'm almost curious. Not that curious, but I'm almost curious enough to go back and do that and kind of didn't take that trip. I wonder how confused he was when when in reverse chronological order we added a fifth person onto the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chase is going to random confused. Chase is going to disappear and it won't be addressed if you're looking at it back. It's like suddenly just Chase will be on the show. Anyway, yeah. guys, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and uh, congratulations to whoever it was that won and qualified out of the Mac, which happened this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Thanks oh, so much, folks. Woo! Later. Later.